Om Om Sahana Bhavatu Sahana Upunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Dejasvinavati Tamastamavid Vishavahai Om Shanti So we started chapter 3 last week and um, we talked about what life was. What did we say? Life was what? Made up of? Experience. Series of experiences. And the flow of these experiences, the flow of life. No experiences and? No life. So, this is just a recap from last week. In order to have a better, happier life, we need to do what? Change our experience. Change our experience. How? Who you're in contact with, your mindset, the environment. The subject, yourself, and the object. One's personality and the world one contacts. So when you contact the world, it is like a chemical reaction. The result is... What's the result? Happiness. Happiness or? Sadness. <laughs> or unhappiness. It could be either. So we need to study and analyze our personality, the world, and how we contact it. Once we do that, we can improve the quality of our life. Yeah? Meaning we get better experiences, and therefore a happier life. Everyone understand that? So last week we talked about the individual, us. How to improve the individual. We said the human being is made up of? Mind, body, intellect. Mind, body and intellect. And? Spiritual. Spirit. We call Atman. The Atman is your real personality, not the body, mind and intellect. But right now, we don't understand this. We contact the world with our body, mind and intellect. The Atman purely energizes these components, gives life to them. Atman is not responsible for how one acts. It is just a witness. Everyone understand? It's just a witness. Just like electricity gives life to a bulb. How bright the bulb, what color, has nothing to do with electricity. Electricity is just a witness to the expression. So as a person, if you relate to the body, you become a physical person. Everything's to do with your body, how you look. If you relate to your mind, it's all about feelings, emotions. He said that to me. I feel good, I feel bad. You're affected by your emotions. If we relate to your intellect, then it's all based on reasoning, judging. You're affected by your intellect. So you're affected by all those three components. So what should you do? What should you relate to? To the self. To the Atman. Atman. What energizes? We identify with the Atman all the time and not your material layers, your body, mind, intellect, you're always happy. 
you're not affected by anything in the world. Being spiritual is nothing but identifying with the spirit within you by using your body, mind, intellect through the three yogas, bhakti, bhakti, karma, and jnanam, knowledge. Yeah, so. If, um, you know you were saying um, to concentrate more on the self than the body, mind, and intellect. Is it, is it with a developed intellect that you can think more of thinking of the self rather than this body, mind, and intellect? Yes, you need to develop your intellect because to be able to, when the mind gets involved in the physical layers, so only the intellect can say, no, I need to take my mind out of the worldly things and think of the higher. So the intellect needs to do that. Mind will only do what it desires, what is good for it, what it likes. So only the intellect can uh, differentiate. So having that understanding is one thing, um, but on the other side of it, you can become so intellectualized or intelligent or some people have a stronger intellect full stop and be lost in that rather than think of the spiritual side of things. Yeah. So they're affected by the intellect, they're not using it for Get reaching the higher level of spirituality, they're using it in the world. So they're, they're just as affected as the mind and the person um, who's attached to his mind or his uh, body. But we're saying to use the intellect to use it in order to develop spiritually. So that's the difference. That's why I said a person who is involved with his intellect becomes an intellectual. He, he, he has knowledge of the world. But we're saying about knowledge of higher knowledge of the self so you need to use the we develop the intellect and use it so that it can take you mind away from the world does, that, does everyone understand See, you can be an intellectual and not be spiritual at all you know you know everything about the world you can talk about the world you can talk about anything astrophysics whatever when it comes to spirituality you know, what are you talking about I have no idea so, so, when one contacts the world, three different transactions happen, we said last week. Anybody? Three different transactions? The three R's? Receipt of sense stimuli from the world by using your organs of perception, eyes, ears, nose which then reacts with one's personality, mind, desires, and then you respond to the world. Remember we gave some examples, you know, you can go to, uh, go to a movie, one person likes it, one person doesn't like it because of their desires. They don't like horror movies. This is what we are constantly doing in our life, and this is called the flow of life. You take in the world with your organs of perception. When these enter you, there's a reaction within. That reaction is dependent on your personality, which is made up of your mind, intellect, and your desires. So depending on the quality of these, so your response and action. No desires, no reaction. You can walk past the shop, 
You have no desire for meat. You pass the butchers, would you even look inside? No, no desires because you're a vegetarian or a vegan. Somebody else might say, wow, that's a nice piece of lamb. Let me uh, go in and check it out. So we said, be weary of what stimuli you are taking in. <coughs> be weary about the kind of reaction that is incurring, occurring within you. Any stimuli that creates agitation is not a good stimuli for you. It could be different for different people. You watch a gangster movie, it affects you. You go down the alley, you think there's someone chasing you. That stimuli is not good for you. I can watch a gangster movie and think, what a lovely movie, and not be affected by it at all. So it affects different people in different ways. So therefore, you can't watch that kind of movie. Allow pure good stimuli to enter and avoid the bad stimuli. Negative stimulus creates mental agitations. Another thing about receipt, reaction, respond. If the actions are selfish and self-centered, then there will also be mental agitations. You'll be unhappy. If they are unselfish, you become peaceful and happy. So when you take care of these three transactions, you develop as a human being. You are who you are. God made you this way. So why have a superior or inferior complex? Remember the mountain and the squirrel we get we recite that poem? You need to do what you can to become a better human being. Let's start from who you are, wherever you are now. Study the scriptures which shows how to develop spiritually and become the perfect human being whilst you're in the world. That was last week. Did I miss anything? Any questions on that? But you have to decide what's a good stimulus <coughs> and what's a bad stimulus. No one else can decide. Anything that creates agitation is a, is a bad stimuli for you. So now the next topic is nature of the world. So we've now analyzed how we as humans functions and how to improve ourselves. Now let's analyze the nature of the world. As we said, the subject contacts the world, there's an experience. So we've just worked out what we need to do for ourselves. Now let's see what the world is all about. What is the nature of the world? Well, if I said, what is the world? How would you describe it? Willa, nature of the world. What is the world? What to you? Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> nature of the world is beautiful. Is it beautiful today? For me, yes. it's beautiful. <laughs> Nature of the world. What is everyone's opinion of nature of the world? What is nature of the world? Never changing. Never changing. Last week we had sunshine. This week we have rain. It's changed. What else? Nature of the world. Uh, I've got nothing written here. I'm just <laughs> seeing where you guys, well, you know, making you guys think. It's a lot of grief. A lot of grief. <laughs> Hemo, nature of the world. How would you well, describe experiences that we have as well. Experiences, okay. Anybody else? Nature of the world? Nature of the world? To you? It's just everything, really. Okay. Let's talk about nature of the world according to 
beyond our control. Mm. So let's see what they say about the world. The world is constantly changing. Four different seasons to make a year. Morning, morning, afternoon, night. Physical body is constantly changing. Young, you're a young, young person. Then you're an adult. Then you're middle age, old. So does the mind and intellect. Nothing stays stagnant, the same. Change or die seems to be the law of nature. So everything is changing. The world is constantly changing. Now we have winter. Then we'll have spring, summer, autumn. Every year is like that. It's changing all the time. Nothing stays the same. We as humans are constantly changing as well. The changing world cannot cater to individual desires. Hence, they remain unfulfilled. This causes one's mind to be agitated. One should not blame the world for this. One should understand that the world is made up of pairs of opposites. Pleasure and pain is normal. You may feel it's painful coming here on a Sunday morning. When the 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you think, okay, it's over now, pleasure. One should use these experiences, these changing experiences, and look within one's inner personality to find true peace and happiness. The world is always changing. And it's saying that we all expect the world to fit into our way of thinking. In the way we want. We want the world to be in a particular way. According to our mental pattern, our wishes and demands. We want the world to be something it isn't. It doesn't work this way. All the problems in life is all because we want the world to behave according to our wishes. We all have our own opinion how the world should be. But it won't be like that. Why is it so cold? Why is it so hot? You want your husband to behave in a certain way, your wife in a certain way, the children in a certain way. Why is he so angry all the time? Why is, this, why is she so selfish? You should do it this way, not that way. I know what's best. Don't tell me what's right and wrong. The world and people cannot cater to our own individual mental pattern. This is what it's saying. Cigarette gives pleasure to one and pain to another. This is the world. So what's he saying? The world is always changing. We're always changing. We have fixed desires. Can it cater to that? And we, it, does, it cannot cater to that. And we get agitated. Because of our contact, we are expectations, wrong expectations. It's all about learning to relate to the world. This is what it's about. As you said, the world is what it is. We can't change it, but we can change the way we relate to the world. We have to change. How? How do we? How? How? How do we? How can we change? How can we learn to relate to the world? 
have to change ourselves first. Change ourselves? To change ourselves, what do we need? Knowledge. 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 We have to knowledge. gain knowledge, which is what we're doing now. How is the world functioning? Why am I so miserable? Okay, let me understand why am I so miserable. You can go for a whole life being miserable, not knowing why you've been miserable. Or you can say, okay, I need to find out why I'm miserable. The person next to me is working with me. They're always happy. Why am I so miserable? Let me, let me find out. So then you get knowledge and understanding. What is this world about? What is life about? Which is what we're doing here in class. It's like you go to a foreign country on holiday. Let's say you go to India. So no, you go to India. You have to change your thinking and how you relate to the new country you're going. Otherwise, you have a miserable time. Why is it so dirty? Why is it so smelly? Why are there so many people? You can have a miserable holiday unless you change the way you relate to the country you're visiting. You can't expect it to be the same as here, which is what you're used to, isn't it? Ajish, you just went to India. If you didn't change your attitude, you'd have had a miserable time. So through knowledge and understanding, you change your expectations, the way you relate when you're there in India. It's like, you know those guides? You get rough guide to whatever. That prepares you for visiting that country. Okay, there's a billion people there. Be ready for it. You go there, you see so many people. You, you know, there's a billion people here. Otherwise, you'll be saying, how come there's so many people here? <laughs> so, preparation. It prepares you for visiting other countries. This is the custom, this is what they eat, this is the climate. <clears throat> then you're, you have the knowledge and understanding. When you go there, it says what you expect. So you have a good time. Similarly, we have to get knowledge and understanding of what this world is like. Then we're ready for it. This is what we're doing. Ajish, understand? See, if you don't prepare yourself, then who suffers? Yourself. Huh? Yourself. Yourself. So if you're suffering, whose fault is it? Yourself. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say <laughs> This is what we're saying. So who's in control of the happiness or unhappiness? Yourself. <laughs> Can't blame your husband or your wife. <laughs> you know my wife cooks really bad, but you want her to cook really well. <laughs> Who suffers? <laughs> to cook yourself then. <laughs> exactly. This is how it is. Preparation. It's not what you meet in life that matters, but how you meet it. If you know the art of right contact, then you make heaven out of hell. Any questions? You have to learn how to contact the world correctly. So you didn't know there was a, a knowledge to teach you how to contact the world, did, you, did we? We never knew that. You can't go and get a black book 
from the library and say how to contact the world. <laughs> These sages wrote this book 10,000 years ago. How to contact the world properly to gain happiness. So because we don't have this, what are we doing? We don't have this knowledge, what are we doing? We're constantly unhappy all the times. Unhappy? You're constantly against the world as such. Against the world? See, right now everyone thinks... Other people's fault. Everyone such as it is, if I get the best job, if I get the best partner, if I get the biggest house, the best car, 2.2 children, I'll be happy. That's the statistics. 2.2 children. That point two can be a dog. I'll be happy. Isn't it? That's what everyone's doing, isn't it? No knowledge. Just if I get this, if I get this, if I get this, I'll be happy. That's what everyone is doing. Not knowing that it doesn't work like that. But it's not their fault. You ask anybody on the street, what will make you happy? If I get this, I'll be happy. The ignorance, ignorant people will always say that because they have no idea of anything else. They have no idea of how to contact these things. Even if they get it, they have no idea how to use it, how to contact it. You know, get instruction manual on how to use something. They have no idea of how to contact it. You can have the best and make, still make a disaster of it. Prince Charles and Diana. One of the most beautiful women in the world. He, did he have to think about money, anything? Still, he, it was a disaster, wasn't it? Lack of no understanding of how to contact. There's many examples. So we're learning how to make the right contact with the world so that you're not agitated. And if you're not agitated, you're happy. That's what happiness is. No agitations means happiness. Does everyone agree? Emma? Okay, good. One does not understand how the world and nature functions. It sometimes does cruel things only to be kind, but one does not understand this. You should look at the world objectively and use these differences to grow oneself, to become a better person. So sometimes bad things happen to us. At the time, we don't understand why it has happened. You ever think about that? Why has this happened to me? Why me? Everyone has some issue in their life where something bad has happened to them. And you've all said, why me? Mm -hmm. So he's saying this is 
normal. We don't know why bad things happen to us. We have to accept and understand this is the plan of nature. Some, this is what is good for you. This is what's best for you. How can you believe that? Something bad happens. This is best for me. This is what nature tended. It's the experience you gain and you meant to grow after. Meant to grow from there, yes, Mm. absolutely. (coughs) Bad things happen for a reason. So there's this story. Cynthia, you've heard it before. The prince and the minister. So there's this kingdom. I'm going to tell you a story now. There's this, this kingdom. King, there's a king and a queen and a prince, and they're ruling this kingdom. And there's a minister there. He actually, like the prime minister of the kingdom, he is actually running the, the show. These guys are just props. He ran the kingdom. But he had a really a bad habit, this minister. He, say, he always says, whatever happens, it's all the grace of God. There's a flood in the kingdom. It's all the grace of God. The fields, the food doesn't grow properly one, one time. It's all the grace of God. The king was very fond of him because he ran the, the king didn't have to do much work, so he, he liked the minister. But the prince, he was always upset and agitated by the minister. What do you mean all grace of God? Every time when something happens, all grace of God. He was always agitated. But he knew that the, his father was very fond of him, so he never used to say anything. He just accepted it. What do you mean the grace of God? You're a prophetic fellow. You don't understand nothing. So one day, the prince with his, with his mates went hunting in the jungle. And while he was hunting, he had an accident. He lost his big toe. They had to cut it off. He fell off the horse, he lost his toe. He was in agony. So he came back home and the doctors attended. The king said, get all the best doctors, do what we need to do. So they had to amputate it, take it off. The minister came in and said, what happened? So I had an accident, I lost my toe. All the grace of God. The prince was infuriated. He wanted to smack him one. (laughs) But he couldn't do anything because of the king. So then he got better. After a few weeks, he wanted to go hunting again with his friends. So he went in the jungle and they saw a deer and they followed it deep into the jungle and it got dark they lost their way now what shall we do they couldn't find their way back and just then they were caught by some tribes living in the jungle these tribes were cannibals they believed in human sacrifice so they caught these two fellows and tie them up, ready for sacrifice. But the custom was, the chief comes and examines them to make sure they're okay for the sacrifice to the gods. 
He examined the friend, he passed. Perfect specimen. Then he examined the prince and he saw the big toe missing. And he said to his people, you idiot, this guy has a toe missing. How can you offer him as a sacrifice? You know how we examine fruit, best fruit we give, we give to God, no? You don't give the bruised old one. So they let the prince go and he went straight back to the palace. And he went to the minister and bowed down to him and said, I now understand what you mean by it's all grace of God. <laughs> See, when he lost his toe, he didn't realize the value of losing his toe. So similarly, when something negative happens, don't think, don't be pessimistic. Why did it happen? Understand this is what the grace of God, God has got planned for you. It's your cause and effect at the end of the day anyway. Things happen to you because of whatever you've done in the past. We go for a bad relationship only to understand and appreciate a good relationship. Most successful business entrepreneurs have experienced a bad business where they have lost their business. Isn't it? A lot of these entrepreneurs, they failed in business. Only then they realize what success is. So don't think why this has happened to me when something bad happens. How will you know when something good happens unless something bad happens? How will you compare? This is the pairs of opposites. Grace of God. Remember that. Profit and loss. Pairs of opposites. So this reminds me of a Jagjit Singh Ghazal. <laughs> Do people like Jagjit Singh? Jagjit and Chitra Singh. There's a line that says, Kuch khokar paana hai, Kuch paakar khona hai, Jeevan ka matlab hai, Aana aur jana hai. This thing. Says we have to lose something only to gain something better. We gain something, but we have to lose something else. Meaning of life is such that we come and we go. Isn't it? This is how it is. Ultimately, we're here for a short time. We make such a big deal of everything. Just play your role, best of your ability, and leave. Like an actor on stage. This is how we should be running our lives. It's how we look at life. This is what we're trying to do. We're so involved, we can't look from outside. Any questions? Got to be constantly analyzing and questioning to have that knowledge, so not to be effective in a negative way. So, as you said, if you're going through agitation, some you've really got to think of what you're going through there. See, the difference is, <coughs> see, you you may not have, you may not be strong enough to deal with it. 
But the, the difference is when you have certain understanding where the agitation may affect you for a week, it may affect you for two, three days as you develop. So next time it happens, it may affect you for two days. One day, where next, okay, I'm not affected. This is, so it's your own development of understanding of life that you need to apply. Another person may affect them for the rest of their life. Partner passes away, they're devastated, they can't live their own life. With the understanding that the, my partner was old, he was diseased, natural thing is death. Then yes, you mourn, but after a year, you get on with your life. This is the difference. So you're right, there's a constant awareness, you have to be so objective. But the difference is, when this knowledge, you take in this knowledge, it's available to you, compared to a person who has no knowledge, understanding. That's the difference. It's a constant struggle. You question a lot more, I question a lot more. Mm -hmm. That's a start, isn't it? But understand, whatever happens to you is your own cause and effect. No one else's. You have put in the cause for the effect that's happening right now. Nobody else. N maybe earlier on in this life or even in the past lives. There's a slate. Where only points. But you don't know when the effect will happen. That's why something sometimes happens, you think, why did it happen? I don't understand how this happened to me. You don't know what happened in the last life. What he did, or he didn't do. So life is like this. Understand that, Anita? How is life? Good. <laughs> <laughs> when it's bad? <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> the next time when it's bad, you understand. It's only good because I know what bad is. Pairs of opposites. So one must keep developing and strive to become perfect. One can only do this by understanding that stagnation is death. Keep developing. Imperfection is inherent in nature. One must keep rising above it. This is the way to function in the world. Keep striving to perfection constantly. Readapting to the changing world. So keep developing yourself. Understand, I can't afford to be stagnant in life. Whichever area you are. Try and be the best. We're not talking about wealth or power. We're talking about your personality. Don't be stagnant. How can I become a better human being? If you're on the spiritual path, how can I develop spiritually? How can I become more unselfish? What can I do to develop unselfishness in me? Because I believe that to gain, to reach the goal of 
moksha, self-realization, you have to be selfless. How do I get there? How do I become selfless? What are you striving for? So keep, keep going forward. Anything stagnant becomes stale. Stagnant water is dark and smelly. A flowing stream is fresh and clean. You don't do any exercise and just eat. Soon you can't move. You become stagnant, you perish. So regardless of age, keep striving for improvement in life. Never sit down, no matter what age you are. I'm retired now. What does that mean? Swamiji, who wrote these books, 92, still travels around the world, takes classes, gives lectures. Stagnation is death. He's, I think he's gone to Canada just now. We need a week to recover if we go. He's <laughs> going around the world. This is it. That's the motto. And while you've got life, keep developing yourself, learning means keep, keep it uh, functioning, everything. Any questions? Is everyone understanding? We're understanding, we're, talk, we're talking about life, this world, how it functions. So we have a, a better understanding of what we need to do. It's a lot. You know, some people say, uh, before this knowledge, I was so happy. Now, uh, there's so much I have to do. <laughs> you know, even though I have money, everything now is. I still feel so miserable now because I have all these exercises to do now to develop myself. We get uh, we get content with the little things. We don't understand the big things, real happiness. So progression of life is based on the principle of heredity and adaptation. All animals function on the principle of heredity, since they inherit all their organs and power in this way. Humans also function on heredity. But due to the principle of adaptation and education, this differentiates a human and an animal. Through education, a human can gain great power. Chick is born, it starts pecking, looking for food straight away. As soon as it's born, a human baby needs to be fed by the mother. It cannot go anywhere, it can't do anything for itself as a baby. Animals don't have this problem. An animal gets everything it needs to function from birth. But we humans need to be taught everything. We need to learn everything how to walk, how to talk, how to eat. We have to adopt to our environment. We have to develop ourselves. But we can develop and, we can develop and grow to great heights. We can rule and control all the animals if we wanted to. Why? Because we have an intellect. And we can educate ourselves. Animal does not have that to, available to him or her. Everything they need to live life, they get from their species when they're born.
we don't get any of those things. We have to learn. We need to adapt to the world constantly. This is how the world is. So one can function in the changing world by constantly adapting oneself. The definitive solution is to understand the changeless reality, the self, Atman. This will allow one to relate and live a perfect, happy life in the world. So ultimately you have to go on a spiritual path to get ultimate happiness in the world. This is what it's saying. With the body, mind, intellect, you'll only get a certain amount of happiness. Ultimately, you have to relate to the self. One blames the world when one is not peaceful and happy. One thinks that the world needs changing. This is not the case. One needs to improve one's own mind, and the world will also improve. This is a law. The world is a reflection of one's mind, good and bad. One must change the way one thinks and feels by purifying their inner personality, the mind. Purify the mind and the world also changes. So when you're not happy, what do you think? You believe it's the world that causes the unhappiness. So you want to change the world. Let's move into a different house. Let's move in, buy a different car. Let's change our child for another one. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible, is it? You've got to change yourself. You've got to know how to relate to the world. This is what we're saying. That's the only way. A man is desperate to divorce his wife. Another man is waiting to marry her. The same woman brings joy to one person, misery to another. Isn't it? How you relate. So happiness is not in the objects and beings, but within oneself. How you relate to the world. Every husband blames the wife and every wife blames the husband. Are we? <laughs> That's because of your higher understanding. <laughs> your own personal development. You know there's no no point. Exactly. There you go. Because it all boils it all boils down to how you relate to the world. Learn how to relate properly and every experience becomes heaven. My wife is telling me off. Her voice is so lovely. <laughs> I can listen to that voice all the time. See, if you're not, then every time she talks, oh, no, why is she talking to me? <laughs> that voice. <laughs> you become a victim of the world. Victim of your wife's voice. So this is, this is see, there's two ways of looking at it. just comes from knowledge and understanding. This is my, my partner's nature. 
whatever that may be. The husband has faults as well. This is my partner's nature. See, just knowing that can create heaven out of uh, hell. Yeah, because you question everything. You just take a step back and you go, yeah, my fault. <laughs> Not necessarily your fault, but it's understand the nature of everything. Roses give a nice fragrance. Another another flower may not give a nice fragrance. You're affected by everything that happens to you. The weather affects you, your neighbor affects you, your colleague at work affects you. Become a victim of your likes and dislikes. Victim of the pairs of opposites. The world cannot cater to each individual's likes and dislikes. It cannot happen. You know that uh, statue of Lord Ganesha? If you look closely, you see the tusk is broken on one side. Means he is not caught up in the pairs of opposites. He's past that stage. The tusk, that's what it represents. Heat and cold, birth and death, profit and loss. You're affected by the pairs of opposites. Dwandwas in Sanskrit. This is the world. It is made of the pairs of opposites. If one can learn to relate to these pairs of opposites, you have no problems in life. This is what we're doing. Understanding what the world is. So you have exercises for your personal development. You have exercises to understand the world. You then contact the world. There's better, there's higher chance of you getting happiness. Also, your path in life. Where is it going to? What are you trying to achieve? Knowing that name, fame, power doesn't give you happiness. What is your goal now? You have to think of these things. Telling you how to deal with the world, but it's also telling you that these things don't bring you happiness. So then what, what, am, I, what am I trying to achieve? So this is the dilemma it opens up. Right now everyone is happy because they th because they, they're, they're living in ignorance. They think, if I get this, I'll be happy. If I get that, the whole life, they are doing that and just carrying on like that. And they're miserable. Whatever they obtain, they get neutralized to it. That's why. And then it's the next thing. You know, these car people bring out new models every few years. Phone people bring out new models every year. Constantly. How many phones you got in your drawer? They all still work. I'll get the next model, I'll be happy. This is whole life. So then what's my goal in life? This is what we're talking about. Ultimately, this is what we're talking about. Anything bad happens, you're able to understand and justify the reasoning behind it. It's really cold. I can't believe how cold it is. I'm so miserable. 
It's December. What do you expect? 25 degrees sunshine? My uncle just passed away. You understand? This is life. We are born knowing that one day we'll pass away. All of us. Why are we surprised by this? I'm not saying one should not feel sad. One shouldn't mourn. Understanding allows one to control their sorrow so that you're not so affected through this knowledge. Understanding. Because otherwise you get so involved, you can't function. So, once you have this understanding, and you develop yourself, no matter what happens to you in life, you're not devastated. You go on the same. Pick yourself up, and you move on. This is what we're trying to achieve. You can't just have joy, happiness. You only understand joy because of sorrow and unhappiness. You only understand cold because of heat. You understand. You only understand richness because of poorness. It's like having dosa without chutney. Anita. So the world is what your mind is. You have a happy mind. You see a happy world. A disturbed mind, you see a disturbed world. A business mind, you see a business world. No mind, no world. When is when do you have no mind? Anyone? When is there no mind? Deep sleep. Absolutely right. When you're dreaming, the mind is functioning. When you're in deep sleep, no mind. No world. We notice there's no world. For you, there's no world, is there? When you're in deep sleep. Where's it gone? Have you thought of it that way? Where's the world gone? When the mind comes back, the world is there. You wake up. Where's the world disappeared to? You're in a dream. You're dreaming. There's a different world there. The world that you've created. Sometimes you're in control of it, sometimes you're not. But it's created by your mind. The world is there, a different version of the world. And you're deep sleep, no world. So what happens? I mean, what happens then? Where's the world gone? Then you awake and the world is back again. Never thought of it that way, did you? No mind, no world. So what is the world then? Projection of your mind. Ultimately is a projection of your mind. Your mind is business minded. You see a business world. Your mind is of a thief. You see everyone as thieves. Your mind is pure. You see everyone purity. So the mind, so the world. So how do you change the world? Change your mind. Simple, isn't it? Who's in control of the world then? Anita? 
see, this knowledge allows you to look at the world and life from a different perspective that you're not able to do so because you're so involved in it. Any questions on that? It's a lot to take in. So this book now, we see we've done all the basic, now we're going deep into these uh, concepts. Before we just covered the surface, now we're going deep, penetrating your mind. My mind is doing this? But it makes logical sense, doesn't it, Sunil? Doesn't it make logical sense? Your mind sees the world different, and Anita's mind sees the world differently. Anish's mind sees the world differently. Ultimately, the world is an illusion. Sandhya, anything to add? You're our senior student here. So, you know, um, recently uh, there was some mental health day. So, how does this relate to mental health? And how would you, if you're suffering from mental health, what would you do? What would you do? I can say everyone is suffering from mental health. Some more severe than yes. others, absolutely. But, so the question is... So if you're suffering with... Their world is yeah. different, no? They look at the world differently. So how do you change that? Only they, can, only they can change it. See, what we said was cause and effect. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, is because it's because of whatever cause we put in in our past, this is the effect. So their, their world is, uh, because of their mental health, is not normal compared to what we see it. Why is it happening to them? Because of their own cause and effect. How they see their world, we'd have to go to their level to be able to see the world, what they're seeing. We can't understand how they were, uh, what they're seeing. Just as you can't understand how your partner is seeing the world. You can't understand how Boris Johnson is seeing the world right now. <laughs> I don't think anyone can understand. But you see what <laughs> you see what I mean? You have to be in his head to understand what the world is. So we're all living our own little lives in projecting our own world. So it's up to you how you project it. It's deep. Think about it a lot to understand it. All these things there, these great sages have said to wake you up, saying, What the hell am I doing? What am I doing? What is this life? Question it, as you said, question everything. Any questions? 
No mine, no world. Last week, Bashkaji was saying that, um, like, if you see selfishness in the world, then you have to examine yourself because you're being selfish. <laughs> you can only see what you actually feel in yourself. Absolutely. Right at the bottom of this, we have an example of what you've just said. I don't think we'll get to that, but <laughs> there's, I, I, you know, there's only so much I want to be able to. I have a lot still to cover, but are we able to take it in? This is the this is the problem. So much you can't really uh, absorb. Just absorb little chunks. But it really opens your eyes how to how you see yourself and how you see life. This is what these great great saints and sages did. They were able to see what we can't see. Course of life. Life means energy and action. If one stops acting, he perishes. A dead creature has no energy. So action is the symbol of life. The law of evolution propels one to keep acting, to evolve as a species and improve one's life. If one stops putting in effort, there will be deprivation and death. So as long as you live, you need to act. Retirement means death. We already covered it. You start devolving. See, as you get older, your faculties don't work as well. So you have to put extra effort to keep it working. Otherwise you start evolving mentally. Sit there watching TV all day. Days passing by. You know, that's why, you know, elderly people, you, no matter what they did throughout their life, when they get older, they become like a child again. Because they mentally evolve. You've got to keep exercising it. I'm not talking about disease like Alzheimer's and all that. This is, you know, something that happens. But as a human being, you have to keep evolving wherever, whenever you can, physically, mentally, intellectually. Otherwise, you become like a child again. Right now, you see your body can't already can't do as much as before. When you're younger, teenager. You can lift weights, you can run, you can't do that anymore. Your body's already deteriorating. You've got to keep fit. Mentally, you've got to keep. Mentally, you've got to try and keep fit. Intellectually, you've got to try and keep exercising, reading, etc. So you, so you can't just stop because you're 65. Do charity work, keep acting. That's what they're saying. I already gave you an example of Swamiji. Keep move, keep. Don't get complacent. I have a million pound in my bank. I have a house. My kids are alright. Uh, okay, I'll go and play golf every day. Your brain become like a ball. You're baking. Keep changing your recipes. Try new things. Then you're perfecting yourself. You see. Doesn't have to be intellectual. Whatever you're interested in, 
keep that interest going. Thinking, how can I become better? I go to a, you know, I live in Denham and I go to a gym and a lot of elderly people living in our area. <laughs> so I go to a gym where it's actually, the gym is made for this um, compound. It's where all the flats there are made for the elderly. You have to be over 55. You can imagine who's in the gym. <laughs> it's all el older people and I converse with them every time. And they're very sweet, but you can see they're just retired now and yeah, switched off. They like talking a lot, especially if someone, I mean, I'm younger. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's good. It's a good environment to be in because it makes you realize that this is what's in store for me. Good reminder. I feel a lot better in that gym than going to like Virgin. <laughs> Everyone's flexing their muscles and you can go at your own pace. I'm the fastest and the strongest. They might say now I like to want to read like this You must keep striving for perfection throughout one's life. Evolve through time. One must not remain stagnant. Only a human can do this, since he has an intellect. He can think. This gives him the power to choose between right and wrong, and the right action. Unlike animals who have an inherent nature, cannot choose the way of life. A lion cannot become a vegetarian. You can be a meat eater and turn vegan. You have that choice. Science and discoveries is a sign of a society's advancement. Throughout history, societies that remained stagnant met with their own demise. See, if you think about it, some, like, why is it some countries are so advanced? And some countries you go to and you think, this is no different from a thousand years. They've been the same for a thousand years. Stagnation. Isn't it? go to some of these African countries and so on. Mm. Nothing's changed. Whoever remains stagnant ultimately dies. Even the Roman Empire, they had, they ruled most of the world. They became complacent, finished. It's the same in business nowadays. Thomas Cook stayed stagnant. 150 change. years, the, the company's been, they couldn't adopt to the changes in the world, in the industry, finish. So similarly in life, you have to keep changing and developing and, ad and adapting. The ultimate goal of life for all living creatures is for eternal peace and happiness. Humans look for happiness in various ways, some through material, some through physical means, some through knowledge and emotion. These are all external pursuits in the world. But one does not realize that happiness is not attained in the world, it is in one's own self. One needs to direct his efforts towards his self. This is the only way to find true happiness. Change your focus. 
to within. That's where you'll find true happiness. Does anyone believe that? True happiness is looking within. Well, yeah, because then you're going to change yourself, aren't you? Huh? You change yourself, would you not? True happiness is within. This is what they're saying. Not in the world. Everyone believes peace and happiness is in the world. Hence you keep looking for it in the world. If I get a million pounds, I'll be happy. Look at the people who have a million pounds. Are they happy? No. But you want, you want to get there. If I marry him or her, I'll be happy. If I get a bigger car, I'll be happy. A bigger house, I'll be happy. As long as you keep looking for happiness in the world, you'll never be happy. There is only one place for happiness. Where? Inside yourself. <coughs> the material wealth, physical contact will never bring you happiness. It's false happiness. Why is it false? Why is it false? Huh? Makes you want to have more. Why more? But why does it want you to have more? Your goal right now is I want to be a. I want to earn five million pounds. So we're saying you you've earned five million pounds. Why are you still not happy? That's what we're saying. And you're creating more desires as you go along. More desires. It doesn't last. It's not permanent. You'll never say I have enough. This is the problem. If it's gonna be enough, then fine. But the thing is, it never is enough. This is the problem. You're married, get bored of the partner. You see someone younger, you're attracted to that person. You leave your partner who you've been married for 20 years and get involved with someone else. Why? Because you think you'll get more happiness with the other person. That's the only reason you do it, isn't it? We're not saying it's right or wrong. Just analyzing what we do in life, look for happiness. We don't know what we're doing. And it's, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't give you knowledge and understanding. Only through knowledge and understanding can you be content with life. We'll stop there. Any questions? You can still pursue, well not pursue, but as you progress, you know, you financially increase your, say as you said, with vehicle, you, you progress, you, you earn money to fulfill your obligations at the time. So it's not necessarily a bad thing if it comes out of progression. No, it's not, we're not saying it's bad. Hmm. It, what we're saying is that you need an understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it. That's what we're saying. But what happens is we're just going in the world, carrying on doing it without thinking why we're doing it. I want to earn money. Why do you want to earn money? Okay, I need to earn this much money. Why? These are my needs. Okay, fine. These are your needs. So then how much, will, how much do you need for those needs? You're actually analyzing and working it out. <coughs> okay, I need 100 grand a year to, to meet my needs. That's fine. Earn 150 grand. 
So you've, you're using your intellect to understand. For my retirement, I need a million pounds. Okay, fine, earn it. But it's, the, it's what happens is that you don't stop. This is the problem. A billionaire wants more billions. He doesn't know what to do with it, but he still wants it. Because there's nothing else to replace that. He thinks by getting more, he'll be more happier. Because he doesn't have anything to replace it. That's why they're saying, in the world, it will always be like that. You, you marry the most beautiful woman in the world. Ten years later, even that, you become neutralized to that beauty. She lets herself go. She still puts on 10 kilos. She's still the same person. But you thought, if you marry her, you'll be happy. Things keep changing. This is what we're saying. So what they're saying is, no matter what in the world, it will not give you the peace and happiness you're looking for. Just take that. And not, just, just take that from today's class. Any external pursuits in the world, you will not gain the happiness that you're looking for. Now, it's up to you. Doesn't mean you don't do what you're doing, but go with the understanding. And your whole attitude changes to life. Okay, if these sages are saying this from thousands of years ago, let me analyze. Okay, who's the richest man? Is he happy? He's still working. Why is he still working? Still earning millions, why? Analyze, I'm not saying it's wrong. It might be right for him. But there's nothing to replace that, you see? I want to be president. Because he's bored of all the money he's earned, he's had that power, he's the char in charge of his com company, he's got a thousand people working for him, but still he's still bored. Doesn't give him the happiness anymore, okay, I want to be president now. Because he thinks that will bring him more power will give him happiness. This is how it is, isn't it? So, go into the world with understanding, with knowledge, and then go delve into whatever you want to achieve. But remember, it's limited happiness. Only when you change your focus from there to here, you'll get real happiness. This is what they're saying. All these sages, you know, we read about all these swamis and sages. They give up everything and they go in the jungle. They're also looking for happiness. All the wealth, all that comes in the way for them to seek their real happiness. That's why they give it all up. Just takes them away from everything. Comes in the way. Distractions. They go and sit in a cave and meditate. And they find the real happiness. So, ultimately, if you want real happiness, I just turn your shed into a cave <laughs> and meditate in there. This is what they're saying.
But, you know, until you actually believe it and you experience it. You have to start very slowly, like, you know, the small boss. It's climbing the mountain. Mm-hmm. One step at a time. See, this subject shakes your world. That your world that you're in it right now, it shakes it and turns it upside down. This is what it does. If you think about it, you know, it takes all your, everything you valued and turns it upside down. So what you guys are doing? You're no different than children. This is what they're saying. But it's up to you. You can choose to stay on the course, your course, or you can choose to develop yourself and perfect yourself and find out what this real happiness is. They can only give you the no. You have to make those decisions. 